This podcast is brought to you by Dell Technologies. For more information, please go to dell.co.uk forward slash small dash business dash solutions. Welcome to the Dwen Podcast. My name is Jamie Troxell, Global Marketing Lead for Dell Women's Entrepreneur Network. Dwen's goal is to help women entrepreneurs advance their business, and I'm delighted to welcome you to our podcast today, focusing on courage amid uncertainty. We're joined by Margie Worrell, best-selling author and keynote speaker from our last global summit in Singapore. Also, Kathy Reed, co-founder of the Icon Group, a long-standing member of Dwen and our Dwen Advisory Board. We're a very international group today. I'm based in the United States. Margie is from Australia and living in Singapore, and Kathy is in Australia. Would you each like to introduce yourself before you begin? Sure. Hi. Thank you for that. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Margie, and uh, yes, living in Singapore and uh, very passionate about helping leaders to lead themselves and others to better outcomes. And of course, right now, doing that with courage is the name of the game. So delighted to be here with you today. Hi, it's Kathy. Lovely to be here with you today. And um, I co-founded Icon Group, which is Australia's largest provider of private cancer care services and Epic Pharmacy, which is a hospital and cancer care pharmacy network throughout Australia and now into Asia as well, alongside my husband. And we uh, we survived throughout the GFC, and uh, but we're now facing a really significant challenge along with the rest of the world in this COVID-19 pandemic. And I can't think of a better person to be having a chat with today around how we can actually all face this with courage and find the strength to get through this period of incredibly credible adversity than Margie. So it's a pleasure to be here with you all today. Thank you both so much. I'll hand it over to Kathy to begin the discussion. Great. Thanks, Jamie. So, Margie, I guess for all of the entrepreneurs and business owners who are listening to this podcast, we're all aware that making the decision to launch your own business requires an ability to overcome one set of fears. I mean, you're launching into the unknown, often leaving potentially a corporate role or certainly paid employment to strike out into the great unknown and and launch your own business. But when any of us were actually looking at that and doing our business continuity and disaster management plans, I don't think any of us could possibly have anticipated anything like the challenge that we, along with the rest of the world, are currently facing. So when we're facing such enormous challenges, it's really hard not to feel afraid. So what can you suggest to help those amongst us who find themselves really gripped by fear and overwhelm in these really difficult times? Yeah, no, absolutely, Kathy. And I think there's no playbook. I think everybody right now is is in very, very uncharted and unexpected territory. And so when we're in a situation like this, I mean, our brains are wired to be on alert to potential threats to our security. And right now, of course, with so much uncertainty, it, you wouldn't be human if you didn't have a little fear right now coming up. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed, for anyone who's been finding themselves feeling in the grip of fear or overwhelm, I think firstly, just acknowledging that's what it is to be human and expecting ourselves to be forever calm and 100% uh, feeling grounded every moment of the day at a time like this is just unrealistic. But absolutely the most important thing that we can do when we're in that state is to is to get out of it because the decisions we're making when we are completely being gripped by fear 
will not be the best decisions for ourselves and our businesses because fear on its own, it, it, it triggers that fight, flight, fr- flee, freeze response, which has us really zero into what's right in front of us. And actually, we even know from science that it restricts our peripheral vision. We literally cannot see all the options available. And it, when we, the more anxious we are, the, the less cognitively smart we are. So the more stressed you are, the less smart you think. So it's really important to make sure you can rein in that fear. It's, I think it's unrealistic to think we'll get rid of it entirely. Um, so doing things that help you do that. And obviously there's lots of different ways we can help to do that. But in the simplest way, just stopping, acknowledging how we're feeling, even just labeling our emotions, that in itself has been found in studies to just help to activate that prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that thinks well. And then just just even grounding yourself in thinking, what are the what are the what are the key values that I really want to be operating from now? Taking a few big deep breaths and then moving forward. But and sometimes we need to be doing that throughout the day, multiple times throughout the day, so that that stress fear response doesn't hijack our our best thinking. That's awesome advice, Maggie. Thank you. I think many of us are finding ourselves in that position on a very regular basis. I think one of the things that's such a challenge in this in this particular time is the uncertainty that we're dealing with. I know I feel like almost the rules are changing on such a regular basis. You know, you make one set of plans and then all of a sudden there's a new directive or new information comes to light. There's a new restrictions that the government put in place that, that change the behaviours that you or the, those rules that you'd constructed a business plan around sometimes only the day before, sometimes that morning. How can we make the best decisions? Decisions when there are so many unknowns and when those rules are changing so regularly and rapidly. Yeah, and I think it's it's hard when you want to think you're making the best, most optimal decision, and the reality is when the when the when the rules of play are changing all the time, and when there's so much fluidity and it's changing at such a fast rate, rate it's impossible to know that the decision you're making is the best decision and it's going to and it's going to execute perfectly. So I think firstly just give yourself permission to make less than optimal decisions. And you know, one of the things I I think is really important to do just very simply is one assess, you know, look at what's what's the terrain right now. Try and anticipate as best you can, but recognize you're not going to be able to anticipate everything. The third element and decision-making in times of crisis. One, interrogate your your thinking, your best thinking. Share it with other people. Here's what I'm thinking of doing. Like get them to play devil's advocate. Poke as many holes in my logic here as you can. Fourth, act, make the decision. And then five, revise, revise, revise. So you're going to need to revise all the time. But I think when we give ourselves permission to make a less than perfect decision, at least it has us in action and making decisions, what we shouldn't do is hold back from making a decision until we're sure what the future is going to look like because that may be a year. Well, we, one, we never know, even in, even in good market conditions, Kathy, you know you never know, but, but we certainly don't know now. And the worst thing we can do is actually be paralysed in indecision, yeah, that paralysis analysis by paralysis. And some people, they get so stuck in their heads looking at all of the million different scenarios and the different million different risk mitigation tactics they could be taking that actually stops them making a decision. So in short, just make the 
best decision you can right now and then be constantly revising it, revising it, revising it, revising it, adapting and sometimes throwing it out altogether and making a whole new one. I absolutely love that advice about giving yourself the permission not to be perfect and not to wait until you think that the decision that you're making is perfect. So I think one of the things that so many of us who own and run our own businesses find the weight of responsibility when you are when you're the boss even in normal times can actually be quite overwhelming and quite lonely at times you know the decisions that you're making not only impact your own family but your team members and their families your customers, your suppliers. I know this was a burden that weighed really heavily on Stuart and I during the global financial crisis in 2008 when we were trying so desperately to keep our business afloat then and knowing that it wasn't, you know, there were many days when it would have actually just been easier to sort of pack up and walk away and deal with the personal financial fallout. But the thing that got us out of bed then and kept us going every day was that burden of responsibility, knowing that if we did that, we were also sentencing hundreds of other people basically to that same fate. And that was something that we couldn't live with doing. And on the days that were really tough, it was the thing that got us up and kept us driving along. And I know many of the uh, people within the Dwen community are feeling that burden really heavily at the moment. So, when we're when you're carrying that weight and it's a really difficult thing and it often can be quite lonely, particularly if you are a sole, you know, if you're the sole co-founder or sole co-founder, you can't be a sole co-founder, <laughs> sole founder and owner of your business. What tips have you got for those who can, that might help carry that weight a little easier? Well, first, I just want to just acknowledge, Kathy, the empathy and compassion that actually got you out of bed and because it's not just about you. And, and that in itself is a really admirable trait for being a business owner, an entrepreneur, a leader, that it's not just about me. It's all the people I impact. And, you know, having empathy for others, it is easier, more comfortable, less onerous to draw, pull up the drawbridge and go, nah, <laughs> you know, to heck with that. But I think firstly, just, just, just recognizing that empathy is actually one of the things that right now is so important, but it comes with, a, with, with a weight that we carry. That said, it also aligns with a core value. And I think when it comes to carrying the weight, that burden of it all, firstly, just recognizing it's hard choices are going to be essential in times like this. You're going to have to make some tough calls. So when you're making those calls, the most important thing is that you know in your heart of hearts, you are making them for the right decisions. You are making them for the sorry the right reasons, that they are aligned with your values. It's not that you don't care about people. It's because you care so much about them that you need to make the calls that you do. And then in line with extending compassion out to others. I, I always say compassion that doesn't include ourselves is incomplete. And so at times like this, we have to be really kind to ourselves. Yes, other people um, are struggling and we want to help, you know, really alleviate the suffering for others as much as we can. And we want to help provide them with as much security as we can. But you know, we also need to be really kind to ourselves in times like this. And there's lots of different ways we can extend 
compassion to ourselves, but even just stopping every now and again and just being kind to yourself, speaking to yourself as you, as the most loving person you know would speak to you and letting that soak in. You're doing the best you can. This is hard. This may be the hardest period of your life. And just being with that and accepting that and, and owning that it doesn't shift. It doesn't make it not hard, but can, it can help us carry that burden that little bit easier. Again, just great advice. Be kind to yourself. I know that's just such an important thing. I remember, you know, back in that really difficult time we went through in 2009, 2010, we used to almost have this thing where we'd take it in turns each night as to when we got home, once the kids were little then, and you put the kids to bed and go, okay, whose turn is it to sit on the couch and cry tonight while the other one pats their back and says, we'll get through this. It's going to be okay. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we're going to make it. And there were some nights, you know, and I'd go, I know it was my turn to be the one who cried last night, but you know, I've had a really awful day and please, can it be my turn again tonight? And I promise you can have two the next time. So finding those moments to actually just also to be to be kind to yourself and I think also to allow somebody else to be kind to you and to help you carry that burden is is really great advice. One of the challenges at the moment is trying to stay with an optimistic mindset. I think a within our businesses and often within our families as well, there's a lot of people looking to us to to try and make it, give them a sense that it's going to be okay and that we are going to get through this. And we need to draw on those reserves of optimism at a time when we're possibly not feeling terribly optimistic. What can we do to actually try and maintain that sense of optimism in our lives? Yeah, and and I get that it can be hard some days. Uh, as as I've experienced myself in recent times, you know, my own business. I do a lot of speaking, as you know, Kathy. And um, suddenly, in the space of a couple of weeks, everything just disappeared, came off my calendar because no one's no one's holding conferences right now. And so then I look out into the future and go, Wow, well, when will they start again? I mean, this could be years away till the world as I knew it in my professional space is back in in back in the same place that it was maybe who knows how that's going to change what the new normal will be and so i've had to practice this myself in recent times and be really committed to trusting that there is a future to look forward to which at the heart of is what the heart of what optimism is about and it's because i know this from my own experience but also there's so much research that shows people who are optimistic weather life storms better and they emerge from them better off because what we focus on expands. And if you're only focusing on all the closed doors and you're focusing on all the things that are wrong and all the things that aren't as you want them to be, it actually stops you looking over and going, well, what are the doors that I can open and what are the things that I can put my energy into? So when it comes to just building and maintaining optimism, just just remember that everything passes. This will pass. And even though the impact on your business may not pass, maybe things will never be the same again, this period will pass. And often when we're feeling really bad in the midst of or in the aftermath of a significant loss, and it may be the loss of business or the loss of the, the, the future business vision that we once were so committed to and worked so hard toward, we are always going to have some level of grief and our and our attention's always going to focus in on what we've lost. That's just part of being human. But we have to then also, so one, give ourselves some, some time to just 
be present to that. But secondly, focus in on what are the ways that I can find some good in this? What are the new opportunities for me? What are doors that can open? And where can I take my time, my talents, my um, the thing, my skills, my know-how and use that in a way that still adds a lot of value? And in terms of just staying optimistic on a daily basis, one, just put boundaries around yourself for the amount of negativity around you. Ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink because of the water that gets in them. And right now there's a lot of negativity around us. And I think we have to be really careful setting some boundaries on that, particularly whether it's people that are particularly negative or it's the media that's coming in on us all the time. I think it's incredibly important to reach out, proactively reach out to people we know are going to lift us up and help us keep that optimistic mindset. Think of the most, you know, committed optimists, you know, make sure you're connecting to people and get that support because social support is, is makes such a difference in times like this. And yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say the boundaries piece. I love that because I, that was something I really struggled with when this was all really starting to unfold really just a few short weeks ago. And I found myself actually waking wake deliberately waking up in the middle of the night so I could actually go online and see live time what was happening in the northern hemisphere to get a feel for kind of what was likely to then be happening in the southern hemisphere the following day and to really almost be following along live 24-7 and after a few days I realized that that was I needed to set some boundaries around that. It was incredibly, I thought it was helping myself by keeping myself informed, but it was actually doing the exact opposite because it literally was drowning me just with the wealth of, I guess, negativity and the the those overwhelming emotions that were coming. So the concept of needing to be really disciplined with yourself around what you actually take in so it doesn't sink you, I I love that. I think that's just such good advice. I also, and I also love the one about the um, finding the doors that you can open rather than focusing on the doors that are closed. I think, again, a really, really valuable piece of advice because it is so easy to look at all of the things that you can't do and all of those doors that have been shut to you because of these really extraordinary conditions that we're experiencing. And, you know, and I, I really feel for you and the people within your industry, Maggie, because it's like you say, who knows when we're going to be seeing events or certainly live events with an audience happen, I think. Um, but knowing what, what you and so many others are doing are looking for those doors that you can open and in doing live streamed events and having people attend virtually rather than physically, finding doors that you can open I think is just fantastic. Yeah, and I think just in line with that for all of us um, and just touching on that that word discipline, Right now, we have to be really disciplined in in where we put our attention. And it is so easy to be swept up wanting to watch the news all the time or getting caught up into all of the doomsdaying and and even for ourselves, what what happens if this if if that happens? And what happens if there's never like for me, what if there's never events again? And you know, when we're anxious, it does tend to turn our forecasts into fear casts. We are our brains are twice as sensitive to what could go wrong than what might go right. So our attention naturally goes to imagining these worst case scenarios. And yes, we may be living in the midst of a worst case scenario right now, 
But in the future, we actually don't know what the future holds. It's what we're projecting in our own minds. And that can leave us in a really, really um, constricted place where we're not acting as constructively, as creatively, as courageously as we can. So just be very careful for anyone who's listening that you just really stand in guard on where you're putting your attention and not getting caught into all those fear casts. Yes, we have to plan and we have to make, you know, have risk mitigation, but but we don't want to live in all these worst case scenarios because that stops us taking more proactive action right now. Absolutely. I think for many of us, this is one of, if not the biggest test of leadership that we've ever faced. And we really need to find those ways to dig in and believe that we do have it within us to lead through this challenging time. Now, coincidentally, I'm sure when you were planning this, your latest book, you weren't anticipating the need to be able to find ways to lead through a global pandemic. But your book is about building self-trust and how self-trust is so important in helping us overcome self-doubt. What does it take to trust ourselves more in times like these when we're not sure of our own best judgment or our ability to deal with what's coming next? Yeah, yeah, too true, Kathy. As and I, I haven't shared this yet, but uh, my husband's actually has been in hospital now for three weeks with the coronavirus, and uh, I was in a strict two week quarantine. And now in Singapore, they've just issued another twenty eight days of lockdown. So I feel like I've <laughs> just had to weather a pretty big personal storm myself, and I'm certainly not out mm. out the other side of it yet. And so when it comes to yes. I've literally looked at my book cover multiple times and it just for those who don't know, it's my new book that's just come out. It's called You've Got This. And I keep looking at it going, yep, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. And so this concept of trusting in ourselves is one that is it was, it's been relevant for me for a few years of disruption, but it's particularly relevant, obviously, for everyone right now. And trusting in ourselves is really around having faith in our innate capacity to meet the challenges of each moment as those challenges arrive. And not, not to think about, well, how will I deal with the challenges of six months from now or a year from now, but the challenges that are coming on my plate today trusting that I've got what it takes to meet those moments. And when we're operating from a place of self-trust versus self-doubt, of faith in ourselves versus fear, it shifts obviously how we feel in ourselves, so the, the inner emotional landscape of our lives, but it obviously really impacts then how we're showing up for others and the actions we're taking. And so one, just thinking back for just to start, start with, think back of all the times you've risen to challenges in the past and you've got a 100% survival rate on those or you wouldn't be listening to this. So sometimes just going back and remembering, yes, you know, I've got through tough times before. They may not have been like this one, but I have risen to challenges before. I've survived them. I've triumphed over them. I've learned a lot from them and you wouldn't be who you are today without them. Likewise, you are going to learn so much from this and out the other side of this, trusting that, you know, I'm going to have a whole lot of strength, a whole lot of wisdom that I wouldn't have had had I not endured it. So I think that's one, a really important way to build trust in ourselves. And secondly, actually, I have a chapter in my book that's called Doubt Your Doubts. You know, often we buy into these negative, this negative narrative in our own heads. Oh, you're not going to do it. You'll never get you back on your feet again. Oh, you haven't got what it takes. You don't know, you know, and it, we, we, we buy into that it's as though it's the truth and it's not the truth. It's just a story we're spinning in our heads. So 
just really challenge sometimes those thoughts that keep you, that undermine your confidence, that undermine the trust you have in yourself, that fuel this doubt or this fear of not having what it takes. And, you know, acknowledge them, park them on a shelf, take a few big deep breaths and really just decide, you know what, I'm going to act today like I've totally got this, that it's, that it is good, that I'm going to come out the other side of this, that it's going to be okay, whatever happens. And just when we show up from that place, it really shifts the actions we take and it's going to set you up to come out the other side of this crisis in, in a much better place than you would otherwise. That's such great words to share with the Dwen community, Margie. I think what what Dwayne to me has always been about is showing up for yourself and showing up for each other. It's a community where we all come together as women, regardless of the business or the industry or the geographic region that we're in, and we show up and we pre- be present for each other, we share each other's joy, we share each other's pain, and we find ways to help each other and to understand and support when people are going through difficult times and to celebrate when they're going through the good times. But undoubtedly at the moment, this is truly one of the difficult times. And I just want to say a big thank you on behalf of the Dwend community to you for showing up for Dwen today and for sharing your wisdom when and being so raw and so real and when you're going through such a really challenging time yourself and I'm sure certainly from myself and Stuart and from all of the Dwen community and everyone at Dell we just want to send very best wishes to Andrew for a very speedy and successful recovery and all of our love and strength to you as you support him through that and stay strong for your own family it's it's certainly not easy and um, you showing up for the for us today is just so appreciated uh, oh, look, th- look, thank you for saying that, Kathy. But to everyone out there, yes, right now our fears are great and our challenges are great, but that the power of connection and of lifting each other up and I and I and I just I've really received in so much love and support and and we will pull each other through this. And you know, Dwen is about lifting each other. As I shared in my keynote in Singapore last year, lift as you climb. Well, right now we we all really need to double down on lifting everyone around us. And the more we look outward, not just on ourselves, and look at how we can support others, I think we'll all help carry each other through this storm. And uh, and man, isn't there going to be a celebration when we get the other side of it? <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for the end of pandemic party. I think it's going to be (laughs) one for the ages. Now, now Margie, again, thank you so much for sharing so much of your wisdom today. I know there's plenty of other places that um, people can go to find more of your inspiration and wonderful learnings and wisdom that you're sharing. Do you want to just give a quick shout out for where people can go if they want to be hearing more from you at the minute and at any time? Oh, thanks for asking. Sure. Um, yes. Well, you can head over to my website, margiewarrell.com and check out my new book. You've got this. There's all the information there and it's obviously on Amazon. And I also have a Live Brave podcast, which um, I have a special series right now called You've Got This. And I've done a couple of special editions for weathering this COVID-19 storm. So I encourage you, um, please, please check it out. Excellent. Well, thank you again for sharing with us today. Thanks, Kathy. Take care to you too. Ladies, thank you so much for this conversation today. It was such an important moment to be reminded of how crucial self-compassion, optimism, and bravery is and what we can do to build ourselves back up. 
We'd like to invite you all to continue the conversation on Dwen.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And to all the Dwen members, stay safe and well. This podcast is brought to you by Dell Technologies. For more information, please go to dell.co.uk forward slash small dash business dash solutions.